0: Praise the Lord. I won't be before you long tonight. And I'm going to start off tonight with... um, an introduction. I'm going to read something that I wrote down, um, and then we're going to move from there. Um, I wanted to talk about um, what went on on Sunday when Pastor called us all up and he exhorted us. Um, it was in the way of a correction, um, stating that um, that we were letting our hearts get hard, hardened, and ungrateful. That's the thing that he corrected us in. Um, One of the reasons that pastor had to exhort us in that way of correction as he did is that some of us in here, we've been disgruntled and unsettled, complaining. Um, We've we've been discouraged. We've been scratching and scrounging for something, but it blinked our eyes. And in a second, we've forgotten about love This is the season that the word of the Lord has come to our personal lives about our assignments and to not be heroes only, but to be the cuss word in the church, doers of the word and pressing in, going beyond the walls of the local church and being fishers of men. You know, we know that faith unlocks the door to all of it. Our assignment, everything that we're supposed to be doing in the Lord, ministering to others beyond the walls of the church, faith unlocks the doors to all of that. But you cannot exercise your faith for the call of God in the season if you're not actively engaged in the love walk because faith works by love. And it's the God kind of love, not human love. We usually fall back on human love, but it's the God kind of love. If your attitude is bad, whether internally or externally, you will not see the hand of God in or on your life. That is if you have a bad attitude. And the reason for that is a good attitude is what keeps God's hand open to us. and love is what keeps out keep our attitude good. The love walk is what keeps our attitude good. If you would go to me go with me to Galatians 5 and 2 and if you'd put that on the screen in the message translation, 5 and 2, Galatians 5 and 2. And so the title of what I'm going to be talking about is I Can't Forget About Love. I want you to look at someone next to you to the left or right and tell them you can't forget about love. Now, I want you to point to yourself and say, Self, I can't forget about love. love. You cannot let yourself forget about love. Galatians 5, 2 through 6, it reads, I am emphatic about this. The moment any one of you submits to circumcision or any other rule-keeping system, at that same moment, Christ's hard-won gift of freedom is squandered. So it's saying anytime time that you submit yourself overly, overmuch, in a rule-keeping system, that means that at that time, Christ's free gift of freedom is squandered by religious systems. It says, I repeat my warning, the person who accepts the way of circumcision, trades all the advantage, advantages of the free life in Christ for the obligation of the slave life of the law. My first point is, some of us, you replace your love relationship with ritual and religious activity. You've fallen out of love with God and man and fallen in love with with, as pastor says, the rah, rah, rah. It is not God's will for us to just live on the rah, rah, rah. It's good to come in the house and to celebrate and to dance and to shout and to do our local church duties, the admin team, all of the paperwork that they do, counting the money and all of the stuff that they do, the dream team, setting up chairs, putting up chairs, pulling down chairs, cleaning the carpet, keeping the sanctuary nice, keeping things in order, the praise team, singing our songs and our worship and our praise. Basically, what I'm saying to you is those things that we do are just things that we do, and it cannot replace our love walk and our love relationship with our Father. Okay? so um is that the message translation okay so i'm thinking that this read a little bit different i'm gonna read what i have Um, okay so the second part of that it says when you attempt to live by your own religious plans and projects you are cut off from christ Christ, you fall out of grace. Meanwhile, we expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship with the spirit. So we come into church and we're saying, God, give us more. Give us more. Give us more. But we've fallen out of grace because we're putting all of our stock in our religious practices. Coming to church every Sunday. Coming to church every Sunday does not mean anything if love, the love of God, is not the motivation behind it. If you, lose your, your, if you lose fellowship in that love walk with God, if your relationship with the Lord grows stale, if you let that grow stale and you're not spending time with him in his presence, meditating on the word of God, listening to him, learning how to tune in to what the spirit is saying, you are wasting your time. Because God intends for us to have fellowship with the Spirit. Meanwhile, you expectantly wait for a satisfying relationship with the Spirit. For in Christ, neither our most conscientious religion nor disregard of religion amounts to anything. What matters is something far more interior. Faith expressed in love. That's what I was looking for. Galatians 5, 7 through 10. And this is the same chapter. We're just moving down the chapter. It all is talking about how important love is. Galatians 5, 7 through 10 in the message version. And I'm reading what I have. It says, you were running superbly. Who cut in on you, deflecting you from the true course of obedience? This detour doesn't come from the one who called you into the race in the first place. And please don't toss this off as insignificant. It only takes a minute amount of yeast, you know, to, to permeate an entire loaf of bread. Deep down, the master has given me confidence that you will not defect, but the one who is upsetting you, whoever he is, will bear the divine judgment. So my second point is, some of us, you replaced your love relationship with bitterness Instead of fellowshipping with love, you're fellowshipping with Satan and the works of darkness through unforgiveness, hard-heartedness. Faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. And Pastor does the, the communion every month, and he challenges us to forgive. Um... There's a lot of things that go on that a lot of people uh, are not privy to have knowledge of. Um, Some of you, you have interactions with your husbands and your wife through bitterness that you shouldn't be having with your parents that you shouldn't be having. That's parents to children, children to parents. Some of you, even fall out with your life group leaders. And I'm just gonna look straight ahead. Sass your life group leaders. Attitude is just bad. And I'm telling you tonight, you need to get back to love. Because your faith will not work in an unforgiving and bitter heart. Galatians 5 13 through 15. We travel a little bit further down that passage. It says, It is absolutely clear that, ha- that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. For everything we know about God's word is summed up in a single sentence. Love others as you love yourselves. That's an act of true freedom. If you bite and ravage each other, watch out, because in no time at all you will be annihilating each other. And where will your precious freedom be then? My third point. Some of us, you have developed a love relationship with selfishness. Instead of fellowshipping with love, you fellowship with yourselves. Living in an endless cycle of me, myself, and I. What I want, what I deserve, what I feel, how I feel disrespected. When Satan starts bringing those thoughts immediately You should do something for someone else. You should snap out of that because that comes from hell. You have to do a constant course correction. And I I wanted to stop right there and kind of uh, camp out there. Now, you guys, you you love when um, we talk about ourselves and tell our business, so I'm going to tell you some of my business and what what I mean about the course correction. Okay, so I don't know. It's something about, uh, that I've seen over time. It's something about people that are mild-mannered. They have issues when they drive. (laughs) And I've come to believe that it has to do with something in psychology. I don't know if it's, you know, you're so mild and gentle on this side of life that when you get behind the car and finally get control, you lash out. I don't know if that's what it is. It seems like it's that way. I've heard Joyce Myers talk about her husband, who's mild-mannered, uh, Pastor Goo. I've heard Pastor Goo. Pastor Goo has to watch his temper when he's driving. He's a mild-mannered man, and myself have also been in the process of being delivered From this. And my children, they know that I'm telling the truth. They've watched me transcend from glory to glory (laughs) with my driving. Um, So, one of the things that I've done that I've been doing over the last few weeks to uh, press in on that is you know, before when I would be driving, if someone tried to get in, I wouldn't let them in. Because I felt like that wasn't fair. I sat and waited in this line all this time, and you're just gonna rush up? No, I'm not giving you my space because I've waited my turn. Okay, but the thing that I've been doing, and so, and it doesn't matter how small of a thing it is. Anything that you do to crucify your flesh and press in on your flesh, it matters to the big picture. It 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 transcends. It transcends over every. Area of your life because it's a conforming of your heart, right? Okay, so so now when someone and the Holy Spirit is helping me, when someone pulls up out of out of habit, my knee jerk is no, you know. know, But the Holy Spirit is like, uh, what, what are we doing? So I've been pulling back, letting people, and I do it every day. Let people get in the front of me. Let people get in the front of me. Sure, go right ahead. And that is what I mean by you have to do constant course correcting in your life. You have to make deliberate uh, actions to make sure that you stay in love, that you are actively participating in the love walk. And if any of you are thinking of anything, maybe you have a driving problem. Or (laughs) anything... or anything like it, press in on that. Amen. Press in on that. Anything that comes to mind and let God increase you in your love walk. Um, I heard Pastor Gould say this. He was talking to us probably about two years ago. I heard him well, he was talking to my husband and I, I heard him saying the pastor, yeah, man, he said, um, I think Pastor was complimenting him on something. He said, Yeah. He said, I'm working on my working on my love walk. I'm working on my love walk. And I was like, Pastor Gould is working on you know, you know that everybody's constantly trying to grow in love, but to hear him say that. And so I get it. So now when I watch their programming, I see I can see mild things that are different. So I said all that to say that nobody gets off (laughs) scot-free. Nobody. Just because we're up here and we're teaching the word, just because pastor is preaching the word, just because our ministers are teaching and preaching and doing stuff, everybody has to walk this thing out. Nobody gets a pass. The same way that you have to walk in love and let your love uh, um, grow and, and let your faith work by love, we have to do the same thing. And so, just like my dad used to say when he was preaching, I already got my whipping, so now I'm giving it to you. So, I'm encouraging you to increase your love walk. If all of us at the same time press in and increase our love walk, pastor won't have to do what he did on Sunday. We'll come in here ready to worship God, ready to praise him because we're so full of love. Um, There was something... We had a, had a few weeks uh, about a month ago where every time we came in, it was like everyone was with one accord in worshiping the Lord. The, the worship would be so rich and so thick in here. And after the worship, I would go to get my purse after s- service was over, and Kathy, Cassie would be sitting here with this look on her face, and I'd say, what is it, Cassie? And then she'd do like a little... Her little heart emoji, and I'd be like, I know, right? I know. So when the when the presence of God is here, and when everybody's flowing and and walking with the Lord and just loving one another, you can feel it, and in, it 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 makes the it evokes the presence of the Lord in the service, and that's what was happening. We were all one accord um, with one another. Um, you could just feel the love. It was it was thick enough to cut it, and so that's the place where we want to be as a people. And on those in those times is when you see God move move the most, where we see the most signs, wonders, and miracles. And so, we want to increase. We want to impress. We want to press in on that. Um, instead of fellowshipping with yourself fellowship with the love of love of God the true love of God and this is a side note um about fear um and you know like I said we've been talking about um pastor been pressing in on and talking about um ministering to other people and I want to say this as a side note that fear is complete and utter selfishness it just is When you allow yourself to walk in fear, you are selfish. And I've had to learn that firsthand. David was not afraid to kill the lion and the bear because he loved the flock. He slayed Goliath because he loved the army of God's people. You cannot be overcome by fear. If you are full of love, faith cannot operate in a fearful heart. First John 4 18 through 20 says, There is no love in fear. There is, I'm sorry, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he loved us first. If a man say i love god and hateth his brother he is a liar so if you're in here and satan has started feeding you lies about hating somebody or being embittered against somebody that's supposed to be your brother and you continue to say you love god but then you let that remain the word of god says that you're a liar you don't love God. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath not seen, how can he love God whom he, I'm sorry, whom his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? So it's saying if you love your brother who you see all the time, if you love not your brother who you see all the time, how can you love a God that you've never seen? Active love is the biggest blocker to demonic activity and infiltration in your life. If you go back and you think about the times in your life where the hand of God was working the most, if you really think about it, that was a season of love. You had an active love walk during that time. If you think back about it, you'll you'll realize that there was a block to demonic activity. The demonic activity was low in your life. Satan would bring things to you and try to tempt you with it and you just chunk it off. It's probably because active love was going on in your life at that time. I wanna admonish you to move back into the realm of faith and be the soldiers, the soldiers that God has called you to be, fearless and full of love. And that's all that I wanted to say tonight. Um, I wanted to admonish you to make sure that you're walking with an active love walk.